This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLING. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He is Mike Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps. Last segment, talked all about Donovan Mitchell making the All-Star team. Let's talk about that game a little bit, Mike. It's coming up in Utah in February. The Eastern Conference All-Stars through the voting of fans, 50% of the voting, 25% players, 25% media. In the East, Donovan Mitchell, former Cavalier Kyrie Irving, Giannis Netacunpo, Kevin Durant, hope he's healthy, and Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. And in the West, I like this group too. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Zion Williamson getting in there. And I kind of like the mix, Mike, especially, I guess, in both conferences. But in the West, with Zion getting in there and the players, I saw some breakdowns on the players voting and everything else. The players voted him in. It's really nice for the NBA to see a guy who was pretty hyped, pretty ballyhooed, when he was coming out of Duke and getting drafted high and then getting injured, getting a chance to be on the floor and playing pretty good basketball and being recognized for it, being chosen as an all-star starter. Well, two names that jump out at me that you did not mention, and we really have to shake your head and think about what their teams have done and uh, what that player is all about in the Eastern Conference. How about Joel Embiid? Yeah. Is not one of the five starters, and he finished fourth in the in the backcourt or the front court voting. So he missed it by one. He'll have to get put in by the coaches, and of course he will. Okay, in Western Conference, I would say John Morant is probably the guy that yeah jumps out at me as his team doing so well this season, and that's with Jai even missing X number of games. Uh, yet, I would think he is at that All Star starters level of that caliber of player but you know you can't pick everybody there's only five starters uh, but those are two names that jump out at me one in each conference that wow they didn't make it as a starter the voting mike as i mentioned 50 percent fans 25 percent for players and media and that just changed it was fans from like the mid 70s until about five years ago it was all fans voting uh, the fan and before that the, the coaches were the folks doing it, coaches and media. But now, fans heavily involved, players, media. Is that a good idea? Should it be changed up? I, you know, you want fans involved, obviously. But personally, I, I think the best group of people to do the judging on that might be coaches and front office people. And I, I know that's not really exciting for anybody. But if you're looking for the most representative bunch, I would think coaches and front office folks. Should it be changed or is it okay the way it is? That's a really, really hard question, uh, Jeff. It's uh, You don't want to leave the fans out because they're such an integral part of the success of the NBA. They're there every night. Those that can get there, those that can get a hold of tickets, those that can afford tickets, they root for the guy that they fall in love with and they have a chance. Uh, to put that guy on as a starter or as one of the reserves. Uh, But then again, there's so much bias and prejudice from 
of fans. And if they don't like a certain guy from another team because that team keeps beating their team, therefore that other guy is an enemy, then they don't yes. vote for him when he might be one of the top three players yeah. in the league. All of that plays into it. Um, I think coaches have a, a great, great feel for it. And I would say media has a great feel mm. for what goes on with these players, depending on who the media are that they select uh, to allow them to vote. Um, it's it's really hard. I'm not sure that back in the 70s, 80s, 90s that we saw triple vote days like we're seeing uh, nowadays. If you vote today, <laughs> your vote's worth three times the number of votes. It's like a it's like a sale in a store. Today, come yeah. today, you get $75 off, you know, anything more. Than- <laughs> Didn't that happen in Chicago and federal law enforcement got involved, Mike? <laughs> You can't do that. I mean, but you're doing it with the fans now. And and that's why I'm sure that's part of the reason why one guy makes it over another guy, because the people on triple vote, they all get out there and vote for the guy that they like the most. And then we live with the votes in the end. All right. I'm I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound crotchety on this. I've not been a fan at all of the top vote getters being the team captains and picking their teams. I I'm kind of a traditionalist. I like Eastern conference playing the Western conference. I know it's just an exhibition game, but I always like, let's see the East against the West. This will be pretty cool. And it's the only time they're teammates. I get all that. So I've not really liked the captains pitch uh, picking guys. And then, you know, they just go out and and play with nothing other than these are a bunch of all-stars. In my estimation, now it, it now it's worse because this year it's going to be the team captains picking players. And Mike, the, the time frame that every that's out there right now, 7:30 with the game at eight o'clock. So they're picking their guys kind of like it's the playground, you know, I'll take you, 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 and then somebody's gonna be standing there. I don't know if they're gonna know that they, they were the last guy taken or what because it's so close. And I don't know if they're all going to be together, but I, oh my goodness, I'm not a fan. And so much for the idea of practice and running an offense and running a defense. Not that that happens in the all-star game anymore anyway. Well, I, I, I cannot visualize that they're finding out 30 minutes before the game. starts. So what are they doing? Are they, in everybody's bag that receives their all-star bag. You got to be two. Packing both colored jerseys. I guess. I don't know. 30 minutes before they say, okay, reach in your bag and you take the blue jersey and you take the red jersey. And now I'm not a big fan of that. I really enjoyed uh, when the respective teams would get their one hour of practice that had the very, very heavy media coverage on that. Yeah. And then you went into the game that night and, you ran a little bit of something uh, and the team had some type of organization to it. Not all the time, but in some instances, in some cases. And like you said, the Eastern Conference against the Western Conference, now you're you're reaching across the boundary lines, picking the guy that you, know, you feel might help your team best. And how much thought and time do they go into this? I, you know, I know LeBron – We'll put time in thinking who who his selections are. Yeah, trying to build the team. Uh, that's he's five and zero, oh, by the way, Mike, as a team captain. I'm sorry. He's five and zero oh, as a team captain. So 
Maybe he has general manager in his future. I don't know, but he's he's undefeated at this. Well, that would lead me to, to believe that my statement is pretty accurate. That he spends time thinking about this. Yeah. And, you know, he knows who his first guy wants to be. What does he need? Does he need a dominant center? Does that matter anymore? Does he need a dominant, you know, guard to handle besides himself? You know, and he, he I bet you he puts a lot of time in thinking about who's there who are the guys that are available to pick and how are we going in what order. And that's why he's been successful. Plus the fact that he plays in the game. And if he decides that he wants to win the game, he plays a little bit harder and he's a pretty good player, by the way. Yeah, I think so too. You were the head coach of the Eastern conference all-stars in 1988, Mike. And Michael Jordan was the MVP in that game. He had 40 points. The game was in Chicago. So that worked out well. And Dominique Wilkins, your guy had 29 points in that game. I love this aspect of it. Now, it was 1988. Think about the All-Star game now. There were only 11 three-pointers shot in your All-Star game. Well done, sir. Well, let me... (laughs) God, that was such a great weekend. and Was it? uh, Probably the the greatest thing for me besides being, you know, named the All-Star coach and, and us winding up winning the game was the fact that my mom and dad could come to that weekend and I, I could see the excitement in their eyes to be part of everything that was going on. It just nice. just made it extra special. But Jeff, help me out. Yeah. On that weekend, all I remember is how hard it was for us to try and win the game. I mean, we our staff had to really coach our butts off. Name some of the guys so I know who you know who was right, on. Here's your that. team. This this was your team. Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Dominic Wilkins, Larry Bird, and Moses Malone. Gee, I think you had a chance. (laughs) I don't know how we won the game. (laughs) I mean, golly, it must have been some great play call by the coach in that game. You know, and your your bench was so weak, Mike. Who did I have on the bench? Uh, Danny Ainge, Patrick Ewing, Doc Rivers, Brad Doherty, Charles Barkley, Kevin McHale, and Mo Cheeks. (laughs) Man, you were a hell of a coach that day. <laughs> oh, I didn't look, I even put them in the game. They didn't earn, I don't think that. You, you did have to beat a pretty good team. Western oh, All-Stars coach by Pat Riley. Players on the team, like I think there was a guy named Kareem, another guy named Magic. He must have made that name up, okay? Yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, it was Magic, Fat Lever, and Alex English from Denver, and Carl Malone, and Akeem Olajuwon as the starters. And he was Akeem back then. They didn't put the H back in front of his name before then. Uh, and their bench on the West was Clyde Drexler, Kareem, James Worthy, Xavier McDaniel, who I always loved, Mark Aguirre, Alvin Robertson from Barberton, Ohio, James Donaldson, who filled in for Steve Johnson. So that was a great game. And it was a it was an honest score, Mike. It was 138 to 133, which probably seemed extreme at the time. And in comparison to the 199 to 197 games of today, um, you coached a heck of a defense in that game. Well done. No, I, I, I love that game. And I, I wish all the time, uh, when I see the games nowadays, uh, the ones that they have just turned them into up and down, you score, I score guys walk out of the way and let the guys, you know, do three sixty dunks. I don't like that as much as I, I, I want to see you're the greatest players in the NBA, and you're being given the honor of voting, uh, being voted into 
the All-Star Game to represent the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, all the fans of NBA basketball watching that weekend. And I think it's just so great when they play a legit game, they get down in their stance, try and beat me. You're an All-Star, try and beat me. I'm an All-Star. I'm going to try and defend you. And those those are the games that I love, the ones where they really play. I just think back to the the stars, you know, that the great stars when they were playing in the All-Star games, it took it serious and and they wanted to win the money. Back then the checks, All-Star yeah. checks meant a little bit to, to guys to take them home, you know, at the end, get the winner's check, not the loser's check. And those games for me are the, are the best games. The ones where you're scoring 190 points not so doesn't mean as much to me. Yeah, it's like me going too. in the backyard playing by yourself. I'm looking forward to talking more about your All-Star experience in 88 coming up as we get closer to the All-Star game. That'll be fun. This has been Basketball Gold. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.